Welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. This podcast is an audio journal of my guests and I's adventures throughout the live and local music biz. Fun conversations, cool tunes, and good times will be had. My name is Mark Sterry, and I'm a 15-plus-year veteran of the Twin Cities, Minnesota metro music scene. Check me out at Mark Sterry, that's S-T-A-R-Y, music.net, also on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of my original music is available for download on iTunes, CD Baby, and most other places you get your music online. This podcast drops every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. If you enjoy it, please subscribe on iTunes. It's totally free and guarantees you'll never miss an episode. If you got an extra buck or two, if you'd mind tossing in the podcast tip jar, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Also consider helping get the word out in the street via social media, five-star rating and review in iTunes, and or tell a friend or two. Happy Thought of the Day is by Karen Carpenter. Not enough people in this world are happy. Thanks for tuning in and welcome to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Enjoy! Welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, episode 159. Thanks to all the folks who contribute to this podcast on Patreon.com. Coming at you from the Crowbar in Brule, Wisconsin, on a lunch break from helping bait deer stands and scare up grouse at the Monette Cabin. A much-needed few days chilling in the Northwoods. Last week's Geeks Wrap-Up. Wednesday, I played a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota. Played a ton of new classic country numbers I've been learning. Highlight for me was Love Bug by George Jones. Friday, I played a solo show at Danny's in Stillwater, Minnesota. Great to see Cabin Bar John and JJ at the show. Saturday, I played a band show celebrating our new record, Wrath of the King, at Dallas House in St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin. Thanks to all our friends for coming out and to the Polk County Rockers for letting us throw our set of Halloween rock on the show. Upcoming shows. Wednesday, October 31st, 2018. I'll be playing a solo show at Pub 42 in New Hope, Minnesota from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. Thursday, November 1st, I'll be playing a duo show at Lucky's 13 in Roseville, Minnesota from 4 to 7 p.m. Friday, November 7th, I'll be playing a solo show at Ingredients in White Bear Lake, Minnesota from 6 to 8.30 p.m. Saturday, November 3rd, Mr. Brian K. Johnson and I will be rambling up to Breezy Point, Minnesota to rock out at JJ's Public Commander Bar from 5 to 9 p.m. It's part two of two with popular Minnesota singer-songwriter Allie Gray. We discuss her new album, Love Letters, and more. Enjoy the conversation. Miss Allie Gray, welcome back to the Mark Sterry Music Podcast, part two with a beautiful and talented Allie Gray. How you doing, Allie? I'm good. I'm so happy that you agreed to do this with me. <laughs> <laughs> No, I always love catching up. Allie's one of my best friends, one of my yes. favorite restaurants ever here. And we spent episode one catching up on how Allie's been, the band she's been working with, Christmas shows, state fair, classical garage shows here. But this episode, we are here to talk about Allie's new epic hit record, <laughs> Love Letters. Yeah, thank you. 
So Allie was nice enough to send me this this record a week or two ago, and I really, really, really liked it. And what I thought was really cool is, let's say you take your other albums, like the last one, oh, I'm fine, just fine. Like it yeah. starts off really rocking, and this one is just like Nothing. stone cold. I mean, it's yeah. like just like it just draws you in like this is serious. It just paints a picture right away. Thank you. And the acoustic and vocal... Like I told you, we'll talk about that song yes. later because I love that. And I think I've texted him like, that's some of the best you've ever sounded vocally was the song uh, Love Letter. The first yeah. song, it's acoustic and vocal and super catchy. Um, loved the song. And it started, it just, it hit me out of nowhere because I wasn't sure what to expect. I figured yeah. some rock or whatever. And it was just acoustic and Allie singing. And I was like, whoa. It makes you stand back and listen for sure. And gap, it captured my attention for how simple that was. I, well, I'm a little speechless just because you put this stuff out there, right? We're all, we're artists here, you and me, and probably some people listening. You put this stuff out there, you don't know what's going to happen. It's super scary. It, this was a really scary album for me. And um, to hear, especially you, one of my best buds, say to say something like that about it is what I would have ever wanted. So even if you just say that, that makes me happy. So thanks for saying that. Well, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. And then it goes on through the record. There's a variety of musical styles. There's yeah. uh, uh, some up-tempo songs. There's some um, uh, acoustic songs. It seems like it's a very, very personal record. Yeah. You know, you're talking specifically about <laughs> people in your life, right? Right. Yes. So, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what was your, like, influence for doing some yes. project like this? Okay. Well. Instead of, like, a broad picture thing, this yeah. is a completely, this is, you know, this is just me talking to you, yeah. whatever. And you're kind of letting people kind of glimpse in the window for your guys, or be the fly on the wall, or your conversation with this person. What influence or what artists would influence you to do a project like this? Well, to, so... I guess the biggest, one of the reasons why this album's scary for me is because it's so personal. And in wrapping it up, my fear of this album is that it's almost intangible for other people because maybe it's too personal. I don't want it to be ego-driven. That's my fear. What my hope is for this record is that what I tried to do was have it just be about this universal idea of love. And for anyone, it's not just me, for anyone to tell the people in their lives that they love them and to feel love in general takes a lot of courage, period, for anybody. And I'm not just talking about heart love that you have for a spouse or a girlfriend or boyfriend. I'm talking about love that you feel for people that are important in your life. And for me, the impetus, impetus for this record was um, a year and a half ago, I had a very dear friend. I'd call him one of my best friends of 25 years. He passed away. He was very troubled. Um, we went to college. I met him in college. We were in drama together, and he was personal attendant in my wedding. And um, he had battled depression and battled the bottle and ended up dying because of all of it. And it was self-inflicted. And all I kept thinking, and I didn't know, I didn't know how troubled he was. We talked a lot, but I didn't ask the right questions. And after he passed away, and I had two weeks once he was hospitalized until he passed away to be with him while he died. And in that time, I beat the hell out of myself for one thing, asking why I missed it, how I missed it, 
I didn't do enough how I could have been a better friend. Whew, sorry. And uh, so after he passed, I had a really hard time. And I asked my family if I could take some time at a cabin and write. And write, because that's the only way I know how to feel better sometimes. Sorry, I'm getting really heavy, aren't I? So I went to a cabin, and um, I thought about everybody that I love that's the closest to me. And I miss people along the way. Let's be clear. Like, there's not a song to every single person I love in my life on this record. But it, it started with him. His name's Scott. And it started with him, and that's the first song, and it's called Love Letter. it went on from there and I was uh, went through this kind of list of people wow I had no idea that song was about that guy yeah <laughs> wow yeah <laughs> what an awesome tribute thank you really thank you uh oh yeah <laughs> no I just thought of something with some music podcasts you yeah. be candid yep so I had a song off my first record I had for my great grandma. Yep. And I sang it for, and I sang it live, acoustic. I couldn't get through it. I know. So how are you going to get through this when you sing it at shows? I'm. This is another reason I'm scared to death for the release party because oh, it's, it's uh, the most, yeah, the most honest and the most raw, and they're written in the most vulnerable times, and I'm afraid. <laughs> you know what? My friend Sandy gave me good advice. I think you just find the strength to get through it. You'll get through it. Yeah. Yeah. And even if I don't, it doesn't matter, right? Let's say I don't. Does it really matter? Doesn't. Everybody's no. going to be there, and they're going to all be, it'll be okay. I agree. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. So you started there. Yeah. And then you had this, this concept. Would you consider this like kind of a concept record? Definitely a concept, but also I'm going to say this, that it ended up becoming sort of a memoir. <laughs> and, and that's just the facts I mean because you know there's stuff on there for my I kept I have a daughter she's six and I kept thinking if this is the last record I ever do and I hope it's not but let's say it is that this is the one thing that she can listen to when I'm dust and she's gonna know me that's what I hoped wow I know I'm sorry it's really heavy I can't help it <laughs> Because there's fun stuff on there too. The yes, whole thing is. isn't dark. No, there's no, fun stuff. I don't think so at all. And social, I, I want, you know, I'm fun too. <laughs> 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 like, what was me and Barstool Boyfriend? Those are fun. Yes. So, what was me was written by Kenny McMahon? <laughs> yeah, but you know. Is that about the one? Why'd you open your mouth? Yes. <laughs> Why do you have to open his mouth? It's such a puzzle. Why do you have to open his mouth? He wrote that? He wrote it, but I'm sure he if he was sitting here, he'd tell you it was inspired by my stories that I told him. Oh, probably. Of my own the tales of woe. This is the catch. Yeah. I mean, we've known each other 28 years, and he's seen me through a lot of ups and downs, let's say, and captured a good, like, that's, yeah. And is Barstool <laughs> boyfriend about Jeff? 
No. <laughs> no? <laughs> no. But that's a good one. I should start saying that. It's not, it's not about Jeff. And it's also not personal. It's about somebody else. Oh, I must have heard that wrong. No, nope, it's it, actually but it's about country pop. song, right? It's country. Jeff's and, singing on it though. And he Jeff sang sings backups. On it. I saw that, and then so yep. Andy D plays sliding it too. Yes, because you talk, you mentioned politics and all kinds yep. of stuff in there. So I figured it was a song about I your know. buddy Jeff. You sing with that. That actually night. is a great idea, though. I kind of like this. Did I hear it wrong? No, that's it's actually great for that to be about Jeff because the other person we never need to talk about. <laughs> Another text message from Brian Johnson. I know. I know. <laughs> Here's your lifeboat. <laughs> you said that you don't play a lot of instruments and yeah. stuff. Not a little piano, not mm-hmm. much guitar, whatever. So what's your songwriting process like? How do you go about putting these songs together? That's why I think for, like, when you just said you thought that Love Letter was catchy, stuff like that, like, that is so helpful and heartwarming to me because... What I did at this cabin is I brought up a, actually it was Kenny McMahon's keyboard. It's portable. And I, I don't know. I, I don't know if anybody else, I'm sure other people write like this that don't play guitar. But I sat down and th- wrote lyrics. But while I write lyrics, I hear melody. And so I'll sing along to the lyrics with the melody with an, uh, my iPhone voice memo app on. And then I go over to the keyboard and I hunt and peck and figure out what key I'm playing it in so I can at least have that. So then when I sit down with Patrick or Joe Byer, I have this voice memo. And to be fair to them, it's not, a, it's not like they sat down like, oh, this is a perfectly written you know, chord progression song. In some cases, like Dandelion Crowns, um, Patrick did say this was like... The voice memo I sent him was pretty much, it was done. Because I had the exact, it's a simpler song. But the other ones, um, we had to sort of hunt around and make it sound awesome, right? But like Love Letter was, I mean, if I play, I have the raw voice memo. If I played it for you, it would just be a cappella and it would sound exactly like what we did. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. So you start with your lyrics and stuff. Yeah. What do you want to get across? And you yeah. kind of carve them up. What do you really want to say? Yeah. And then kind of find a melody to have it. There's there's songwriters in Nashville. Me and Danny used to work with that do that. Really? I can't think of the lady's name, what her name was. Worked there uh, a bunch of times. She has books and all kinds of things. Oh, she's a songwriter. She, she, but she had a songs on the Batman Return soundtrack oh and stuff. And she just... Same thing. I've never known anybody that's, uh, I've heard that does it that way. But with this record was the first time that all, especially like, well, all the songs that I, except for obviously the cover song, were all done that way. The song about my sister, you were talking about my sister, the one about my dad is um, the thing I have to say. All of them were, I sung along to these lyrics as I was writing them. So then I get the meter correct too. What's the one you went to Hudson to write? Dandelion Crowns for my mom. Oh, for some I reason, gotcha. that one, I, I knew I wanted to write a song for my mom, and I, I adore my mother, and it felt really important that whatever I wrote wasn't, that it was, I don't know. It, it weighed on me, but it came really easily, too, in the long run. You wrapped us up, rocked us to sleep, made dandelion crowns. To keep if I should be just like you, then I would be the best I ever. Very cool. Yeah. And which one's about your dad since we're here at Mancini's? 
the thing I have to say. Is that the one that says, I think you're amazing, yeah. I think you're the greatest, that one? Yeah, yep. And that's produced by Joe Byer? Yep, as well as the one for my sister. So You'll how did he do sister. things differently in a studio than <laughs> you've been doing? I, we need about a four-hour podcast for that. No, I'm just kidding, Joe. Um, he is... He's definitely, um, I don't, it's just different. And that was good for me. It really, it pushed me in a different way. Patrick and I have been working together since 2005 on all of my records. And so it's super familiar. It's comfy, right? It's, I, I know what's going to happen. But with Joe for those two songs, it was, it was just totally different. Apples to oranges. Okay. Yeah. So who's the cast of characters in the record? Who all plays on this? For uh, musicians? Yeah. So um, Patrick Tanner plays on all of the songs except You Are Talking About My Sister and The Thing I Have to Say. And then those two songs are all Joe Byer. And then Andy D came in and played on Barstow Boyfriend. But that's it. Those two guys. Sorry. And then Jeff sang backup vocals on Barstow Boyfriend. And speaking of dandelion crowns, your mama drew this cover, right? Mama Joan. My mom uh, painted the cover. That was the other thing I really wanted that kind of wrapped around it was, and she was so sweet. You know, my mom is, she's been an artist her whole life, a painter, a fine artist. And I said, I wanted, it's called Love Letters. I want some kind of heart. And she said, I'm just going to paint a heart with colors that remind me of you. <laughs> Isn't that cute? And she did. <laughs> so how long have you been working on this record? Oh, God, a year and a half, a year and a half, maybe even almost two years now. Okay. Year and a half. Yeah. It's been a labor of love. <laughs> nice. Um, what's your goals for it? Like, what do you like? What's your goals for this when it comes out? Like, this is where I feel uh, panicky because now that it's done, every 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 layer for this record has been scary getting it finished felt scary now that it's being released it feels scary people are hearing it that feels scary the release party is scary what do I want I hope that I hope that people hear it and the songs and they can identify that's it I just hope they can identify and I hope that they what it catapults them into what it did for me was um having something and being able, listen, not everybody's a songwriter. It's just to have the courage to go up to the person or to be around a person even and give love and talk about love and not be afraid. And we all get cranky and we all get cynical and we all get sarcastic. And sometimes that is a love language, right? To be silly and joke with each other. But um, I'll tell you what, like in personally writing this record, the conversations I've had with my family since um, has been, listen, I, I'm glad I did the record just for that. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's excellent. That's really, really cool. Thank you. As a fan of old classic tunes, 70s, 60s ballads and things like that, why did you choose this classic Holly's tune? <laughs> well, that, again, if we're talking love letters... My my favorite music of all time is, do you remember the radio station W Light, WLTE 102.9? So I grew, that was my favorite station from the time, I remember the day that it began, like when they first went live on the radio. I remember the day, I was probably seven or eight, and that was my soundtrack of my life. I love 70s, 
easy listening. I mean, bread. I love it too. Absolutely. It's my favorite bread and. Um, I love uh, the Carpenters. I mean, that's my favorite stuff. So the air that I breathe, the Hollies, I mean, come on. It's, to me, that, ho- that I don't know, that big, you know, it's a very minor verses, and then you go into this big chorus. I just love it. I think it's one of the greatest songs I've ever heard in my life. I, I mean, know. This, it's, it's an amazing song. I don't know much about it. I yeah. don't know who wrote it. I don't yeah. know whatever, but I know that the Hollies... Um, it sums up just this when you're just overwhelmed. When you're obsessed, right, with yeah, some, that feelings beginning. for somebody. Yes. It could be just whatever, but it's it's just an amazing song. Um, and you guys do a great job on album next for sure. Thank you. For musicians listening out there, how do you go about getting a famous hit like this on your album legally? Um, well, HarryFox.com is where I always go, but not every song is listed on Harry Fox. And that is so easy. You just put the song title in, you pay the amount of money, and you get this licensing. And it's like 50 bucks depending on how many albums you press. And for me, I'm not pressing a lot because I don't want them sitting you in my garage. You can sell on iTunes too? Yeah, absolutely. If you, as long as you have the mechanical license that you pay for, but HarryFox.com. Otherwise, sometimes you have to reach out directly to the artist, which I had to do that with Bruce Springsteen. What? <laughs> I did, but this is '05 when I had I put Drive All Night, and it's it wasn't one listed in the in the bank of songs because it was such a deep cut. So I yeah I called Bruce Springsteen's office and asked for his manager. I mean, that's how dumb I was. I, I was like, can I talk to you? And it was like, the he- you want to talk? I can't even remember his name now. It's still the biggest music mogul ever. And I asked to speak to him. And she said, his secretary of secretaries said, uh, what is this regarding? I want to print a thousand albums. Of- <laughs> <laughs> She's like, that'll be a hundred dollars. Here's the, but I had to write a check to Bruce Springsteen. Can you imagine? Did you take a picture of it? I waited for it to come back forever because I thought maybe there'd be a signature on the back, but it was a stamp. <laughs> hundred bucks to hundred Bruce. bucks to Bruce. Good name for a band. Hundred <laughs> bucks to Bruce. No kidding. Um, so, what are some of the highlights on this record that stand out to you? Besides, like my yeah. favorite's a love letter song, but let's yeah. say someone's gonna spin through it or like on iTunes or driving home. I'd say, here, check out this one. This one. There's the ones that you probably might like. Yeah. Uh, the, so I've been sending out um, the thing I have to say. I I don't know um, something about the smoothness of the guitar and how it opens. I just think it's kind of gives an idea of what you're gonna get in the album. So I have been sending that one out. Um, and then I like Dandelion Crowns just because it's kind of an in-betweener of what you might expect on the record as far as a little bit more um, noise, really, like drums and stuff like that. Because then you don't want to be too surprised with some of like the other ones. But most of them are pretty mellow, ballady. I think. I like the song Better Version. Is it Better Version of Me? Yeah. Um, the cool chords on that. That's kind of neat and 70s sounding myself. That's yeah. where I can hear your Carpenters and stuff influence on songs like that. 
Oh yeah, I, thanks. I like that one too. Yeah. You've taught me to dream. You've taught me to fall. In your miracle, with you I have it all. To finish this off. Yes. Um, let's. Can we feature the song "Love Letter" at the end? I would love. So, be how did you go about honored. recording this? Now, so yeah. you didn't talk about that. You talked yeah. about the influence for yep. it, but how did you go about tracking that song? Okay, so this was super cool. I Patrick, when I went in to sit down with this collection of songs and say, "Okay, I want to do this album," and I already knew the name of the album was gonna be "Love Letters," and the song was "Love Letter," and he knew about my friend Scott, and we went down to the recording studio and. In songwriting, at least with Patrick, we would record what's called a demo, right? Or a scratch, a scratch vocal. And we would sit with just a guitar, or I'm sorry, a microphone between us. He'd have his, his acoustic and I'd sing. And we'd figure out the chords and then we'd strum through it one time, right? For the melody and the, the idea. And then he'd go in with his different instruments and that vocal and that guitar part would be eliminated eventually. Well, what happened with Love Letter is I, I came downstairs into his studio. He was moody with it. He lit candles and turned the lights down. And he looked at me and he said, we're going we're gonna to do this right for him, for my friend. And we sat with one microphone and we recorded it one time. And it's that version that's on the album. We tried produced versions and nothing was what we wanted to get across with the with the song and it's not perfect i crack and i you, you hear weird things but it's perfect for what it was in the moment i love that that yeah. is awesome all right Allie. so how do people get this cd how okay. do they come see you how do they oh, check gosh. out your website all right yes okay so i have a new website alliegray.com um, and uh, the CD you can get on iTunes, CD Baby. It's going to be all over, right? Wherever they send them to. CD Baby sends it everywhere. Spotify. And uh, it'll be open for purchase November 4th. It's pre-order availability is right now on iTunes. CD release party is November 4th at Hook and Ladder. Awesome. Thanks, Allie, Mark. thank you for being on the Mark Stereo Music Podcast. <laughs> Great to have you on again. Thank you so and much. And congratulations on the awesome CD. Good luck in the CD release show. Thank you. And uh, please tune in again. Allie will be back soon for another top five. <laughs> I can't wait. Let's, I love that. I don't get as nervous. <laughs> All right. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to this week's edition of the Mark Sterry Music Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed the program. We'll see you back here for new podcasts about life and times in the live and local music scene each and every Tuesday, if not before, on iTunes, SoundCloud, and most other places podcasts are available. This is a listener-supported podcast, so if you'd like to get on board, please visit patreon.com forward slash Mark Sterry Music Podcast. If you enjoyed some of the musical edits in the show, please head on over to your local record store or do some digging on iTunes and load up on some new songs. Also, if you get a chance, please go check out some live music somewhere. It could be a great and worthwhile experience. Life is short. Go have some fun. Till next time.
Shut 